because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. 24-7 Comedy Radio. I want to do horror stuff with my friend. Shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh, and we do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on SeanTGreen.com, presented by our good friends over at 24-7 Comedy. Make sure you log on to 247comedy.com. You can uh, hit the podcast link to listen to this show. You can also get the iHeartRadio app and uh, check out their streaming channel. they got 24-7 Comedy going all the time. Make sure you check it out. I'd like to welcome on my left-hand man, Mr. Logan Lystico. Logan, what's shaking? What's kicking, chicken? Not much, man. What's kicking chicken indeed? My buddy uh, Cornell, friend of the show, Cornell Reed, comedian, he mentioned chicken and he gave me $15 of KFC gift cards because he was planning on throwing them out and I was sitting there and I was like, oh no, you can't throw KFC gift cards out. So I took them <laughs> and now they've just be kind of become this burden because like I feel compelled to use them. Right. So I'm always like, oh, I'm not really near a KFC, it's 11 a.m. that I'm like, I'm forcing myself to eat the KFC. I mean, Fi- take them off your hands. But- no, finally I, finally I did get rid of them. But it, now, am I wrong? But I feel like every time I've used a gift card, especially at a fast food place, does everyone have this reaction where you give the gift card to the person, immediately they're completely befuddled, and they do not know how to ring it up. And then immediately they're like, oh, sorry, does anyone, does anyone know how to do this? And that's a ten- And then you're causing a line at the fast food place. You, you get some bad lo- – you get the stink guy like, oh, this guy can't pay for KFC. I can, but I also can't turn down free KFC. All right, Logan, I'd like to welcome on our guest, very funny comedian, New York-based, formerly, now he's out in Los Angeles, Nick Turner. Nick, thanks for coming on, man. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, indeed. It's that comedy, because you're a guy. You're a boy. You <laughs> I don't it's all to explain all of them. Yeah, exactly. It's all about incongruity. Yeah, Logan's, Logan's the announcer here. He, he'll, uh, he'll chime in when need be. So, Nick, you have uh, recently made the move out to Los Angeles. How's that? How's, oh, yeah. uh, How's LA life treating you so far? Uh, it is uh, it is quite a transition. <laughs> um, it is it was it was one way and now it is a different way. Now, what do you mean by that? It was one way and now it's a different way. Well, I'm trying not to shit on it. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I you know it's uh, I'm just I'm kind of waiting for it to kick in. Yeah, yeah. It is. What is it? Overwhelming or you just uh, no? It's the overwhelming. Show... Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the yeah, showbiz to Hollywood, by the way, which is the least glamorous part of town. That's <laughs> absolutely not true. Haven't you? Everyone knows. Everyone outside of LA knows that Hollywood. Right. There is no song about Los Feliz. Nope. Yeah. There isn't. No. No. Uh, no songs about Los Feliz or Silver Lake. It's funny. I was actually at a uh, bar the other night and I was doing an open mic. And the bartender was saying, like, oh, hey, I'm from Silver Lake. He was talking to some uh, bar patron there. 
And the 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 patron, this older guy, goes, I'm like, oh, I bet you got a lot of hipsters there. And the guy was like, yeah, we do now. First off, the, the bartender was a hipster anyway. And he was like, yeah, we do now. Back when I moved in, it was just a bunch of gangs and graffiti. Four now, months ago? Yeah, no, he goes, yeah, <laughs> ten years ago when I moved in, it was just gangs and graffiti. Now they whitewashed and cleaned it all up, lost all its character. The guy was complaining about not having enough gangs. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's still plenty of graffiti in the Silver Lake Los Feliz area. Used I have no to idea. Be, I couldn't carry a jug of milk home without it getting shot through the middle and spilling out both sides. <laughs> Seem seem like the weirdest complaint. I mean, I know I know a guy who was stabbed a few months ago. Like it's it's still. I mean, it's much better. But who, who would complain about it? it's such a bizarre complaint? I think what he was complaining about was probably the fact that he didn't move here ten years ago to become a bartender. Right, right, right. exactly. There's some there's some underlying issues that yeah. uh, he's trying to address. Yeah. You know, guy he, the guy starts. You ever meet this guy? The guy who starts immediately selling you on his life story. Yeah, I'm a, yes. I'm a bartender, but, uh, you know, I, I'm renting this place. It's $900 a month. It's a two-bedroom place. View the city. It's great. My rent's never changed in 10 years. Rent the other bedroom out. You've gotten six- in your car. You're driving away. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted a Tecate, buddy. I rent the other ru- the other bedroom out for 675 a month. That means my rent's 225 I make my rent in one day. My life's a vacation. <laughs> you just see, like, this guy's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, people aren't that sad on vacation, buddy. It's weird though. People really envy bartenders sometimes. What a cool yeah, job we should say that. If you're out there and you're a bartender, stop feeling so good about yourself. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to take you down a notch. Yeah. Oh no, a bartender does seem like a dream gig to me at least. But it's it's tough in Los Angeles. It's I don't. It's just as tough. I feel like to get a commercial agent as to get a bartending gig, which sounds crazy. But really, there's so many people who want a job kind of at night working as a bartender that it's tough to get into. Yeah. To the point that you would have to be a bar back for a long time, work your way up that oh, you got to get in the union. Yeah, exactly. No, I, and and there's so many hot chicks. It's like, yeah, sure, Sean, you know about drinking and doling out liquor and, you know, you have old-timey advice and anecdotes that people would appreciate in a bar setting, but this, <laughs> this chick in El Paso. This chick also has giant cans. So, it's tough. I mean, I feel like the hot chicks rule show business and the bartending world. So now, Nick, you and uh, every other world <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't need to. I stop. guess, yeah, the, the legal world. I'm sure the hot lawyers do better. The real the estate, walking down the street world. <laughs> you ever wish you were a hot chick, Sean? <laughs> um, yeah, at times, I, I, I think we all do. I mean, at least have the benefits of a hot chick. Only when I'm having sex. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm really killing this. I'm really killing the vibe right here. If I was a hot chick, this would be a really yeah. that would be worth filming as a sex scene. Uh, you know, just I feel like myself. I don't want to see myself in any sort of sexual manner. That's no. that's why I would never film myself. No one's ever caught me having sex and then stayed. <laughs> Yes, exactly. No one's been leering over in your uh, New York apartment. Oh my God, is Nick having sex? Ooh, let's get the mic, or uh, you know, get the um, get the camera out. The gun. All right, Nick. So let's uh, let's get to know Nick Turner a little bit. Now, you said you grew up. You were born in Virginia. Uh, I never said that. Right. That was that was off mic. No, that, you, and that you could have been wrong that from me stating that I grew up in Virginia. I uh, I was born in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Close yes. to where I grew up. Uh, where, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Arlington, and then I moved up to... Very Lerner. close. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, I only lived there for three months. Then I moved to I moved around a few times: Arkansas, South Carolina. Maryland. Now, what's by the way? When I lived there, a lot of graffiti, a lot of gangs. Oh yeah, I mean it was <laughs> it was a good time there. Now, what was? Uh, I'm still there, actually. Right. What was the reason for the moving around? Uh, I don't know. My dad worked for the government. Fire okay. Highway. Just getting promotions. My dad was in the Air Force, so he moved getting around a promotions. little bit. promotions? My dad was in the Air Force. Really? Well. Yeah. Nice. So was mine, actually. He, uh, during the Vietnam War, but he didn't have to go because he broke his finger in a pickup football game. Wow. Uh, so. Wow. Wait, yep. you could get out of the war for a broken finger? Was it yeah. his trigger finger? Well, I think it... Guy, I mean, guys were shooting themselves in the leg it was to avoid going to the Vietnam. And um, all, the, all that's really uh, lingered is that he can't close it unless he puts another finger over it. But he can still make a fist that way. Oh, okay. So one way or another, he's making a fist. He got out. Now, that's that's insane because you hear these stories of guys uh, burning their draft card, running away to Canada, saying they're gay, you know, all kinds of just different crazy, well, you those know, guys claiming. weren't injured. Right. But also, I think it got like incrementally easier to get drafted, where, uh, like, if you were. At some point, like, if you were married, like, they wouldn't take you. Then you had to be like. Oh, school, it was like a sliding scale. You. And then, like, right. eventually, like, it got down so to your it. Dad, like, if you're 18, come on. So your dad was early on, was he like, broken finger. Or the finger just could have been enough. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. That's exciting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, congratulations for your dad. No, I'll call him right after the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, my right. dad was in the Air Force, too, and he, Holy he avoided shit, it by. Are you kidding me? A yeah. couple, couple military yeah. he avoided really. He avoided any action by teaching Vietnamese how to fly. And then sending them to their death. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. No, I got spied on the Russians. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Now how did how did but that's that... not about me? No, no. Let's. Uh, I mean, that might have shaped your sense of humor. Maybe your dad told some stories about uncovering crowd secrets, and you're like, "How am I going to compete with that?" Attention wise, I know I'll get into stand up comedy. <laughs> Perhaps it's a reach, Nick, but it's worth. You know, you're a product of your parents and your environment, so I feel like uh, it's interesting. That's true. Now, what was your dad? Uh, how was your dad spying on the Ruskies? Uh, they were just listening to, like, I don't know, they had some bug somewhere, I don't know, but they Check. just basically listened. Rusky chatter. Yeah, it's just to, and then, uh, I love it. There was, like, all these stories, but a lot of times they thought something was happening, but they were playing a game or something. Oh, okay, uh, they were just yeah. messing around. <laughs> yeah. They always sound menacing. <laughs> yeah. They were just playing Russian roulette. It sounded pretty crazy. Okay. His, his, his buddies, uh, pranked him that, uh, a plane was being hijacked. <laughs> And he had to deal with it, and then but they, they were just fucking. Around. Oh my god! <laughs> See, the, that's what you don't hear about the military. Like military guys, they, I mean, especially like a couple dudes I know in the army are like the craziest partiers, craziest drinkers, and then they're also in charge of like fifty million dollar pieces of like Chinook <laughs> helicopters. Like those are the guys that are in the battlefield. Are also guys who like to fuck around all the time and get drunk and. Yeah. It is, it is kind of scary that there's a lot of practical jokes going on in the Army. It's terrifying. But I guess, I guess you got to do something to uh, you know, keep your mind straight. All right, so now what, um, what area would you say that you felt like you most identified as far as growing up? Oh, uh, Richmond, yeah. I moved Richmond. there when I was nine and stayed till college. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now, uh, now give us a little insight into the Nick Turner as a child. He's a you- fuck machine. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, just you hit puberty early, just kept rolling. Yeah, I didn't even wait. Oh, no, nice. <laughs> started early. Just rolled in. I had a mouth. 
<laughs> yeah, you you just charmed the pants right off the ladies. Oh yeah, yeah. I never actually they they weren't wearing pants by the time they got to me. Um, <laughs> I uh, you know uh, didn't like to listen. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. Not a huge listener. Like listen. No, I didn't like to listen. Come on, like you mean uh, to authority or like, to the ladies? And that's um, how they, you got in their pants. How how early were we talking? Yeah, just the um Set one the stage. Okay, how old am I? High school. Ooh, high school. No, let's do it. Let's do a middle school. I feel like uh, middle, middle school. school is a good eighth grade. Your first day of eighth grade. What are you wearing to eighth grade? What do you got packed in your lunch? What's the feeling going into the first day of eighth grade? Because I feel like if you're a popular kid, you're excited. You might have a cool outfit. Sure. If you're kind of nerdy, it's like oh, oh man. I definitely at some point I had some rayon shirts. Oh, there you All go. Right. Classy. <laughs> I, I made it. Those might have been re- reserved just for dances. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I always found a lady to dance with at the dance. You know. Now was yeah. this it, it, middle school dances? Did they operate the same way uh, for me? In that it was a lot of like kind of fast songs, and then they would just play like one or two. Slow and it would songs. be time. Yes, yeah, it would just there. be like two hours of just slowly working <laughs> up to one slow song. Yeah, uh, and it was end of the road. Yep, Every time. the end of the oh, yeah. road. I mean, I still, I still have trouble getting off if I'm not listening to that song. <laughs> like a Pavlovian dog, you were yes. just trained. End of the road. I don't even need a woman. Yeah, <laughs> just the boys to men. Straight up, Philly, back again. Nick's like, this takes me back. <laughs> So you were, were you? Uh, yeah, I was a troublemaker, class clown type. Okay. Um, you know, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't the coolest kid in school. Yeah, I don't think that's a surprise. Okay. But uh, you know, I held my own. Yeah, you did all right. I had to fight. I had to fight my share. Really? You got in fights? I got in some fights. You don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't uh, strike me as a scrapper, Nick. Well, you know how easy it is to get made fun of, um, but I would always punch them. <laughs> now, most comedians are bigger than the yeah. person who's making fun of you. Right? They don't get to. Ma- and I never understood that about getting bullied. Now, were like, you by, by were people you... who like smaller than you? Yeah. Were you um, big? Were you bigger than most kids? Yeah, I mean, I was bigger than most kids, I guess, you know. Um, but uh, now mo- most comedians are like, "Yeah, I, I got out of beating up people by cracking wise," and you were like, "Yeah, some guys gave me some shit and I popped them." Yeah, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> sure. and then I made fun of them. I'm funny with some people, but not if you're making fun of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're not going to try to make. Yourself. Yeah, that always struck me as a weird response. Like, hey, we're going to beat you up. Hey, guys, you hear the new one about the uh, the Polacks that went into the bar? Now, shut up. We're going to beat you up. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck you. Now, now you've all, all you've done is wasted time. So more of my friends have shown up to help me beat you up. Exactly. You, you know, you're like, hey, what? Uh, don't beat me up, guys. You might uh, hurt your fist doing that. Shut up. I'm going to beat you up. Like, why? You, I try to make my friends laugh. I don't try to make, I don't try to make complete strangers laugh that are trying to injure me. Yeah, my brother was a big kid in high school and had this little bully who he ended up throwing against the lockers, and no oh, one yeah. helped him because this kid had been badgering my brother for, like, weeks. Like that, that Australian fat kid. Oh yes, we're talking yeah. about that. There's a, uh, I think it might have got pulled. I think everybody down, understands what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it could be up there. There's this YouTube video that went viral, 
And it's basically a kid who just kept getting picked on, kept getting picked on. And the guy started punching him? Yeah, and then this little little just kid. three times his size. Yes. A little kid who just had nowhere just started punching him in the face. And the kid just had this moment where he's just like, no more. Just last one. picked him up and just body slammed him. <laughs> it looked like it broke him in half. Yeah. Oh, that kid. Yeah, it was a skinny little kid. The kid, yeah. like, stumbled away. He was all dizzy. Yeah, he looked like he got uh, concussed. If it was on ESPN, he would be, I uh, hope so. he would be on a highlight of jacked up because that kid got rock pretty hard did you guys see the interview of that kid the fat kid yeah no he had a he had an apologize and whatever his dad made him apologize this and that but i i think uh, justice was served what else do you, uh, they're well, even kids in the report they're kind of like reporting it as if like yeah this this fat kid's the good guy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they make like the other guy all weaselly so now when did uh when did you start thinking about uh comedy more seriously or rather what was the, what was the plan going into college um, I had in high school, you know, I'd, I'd been heavily involved in theater and forensics, which oh, is like speech mix. and acting competitions. Um, oh, okay. I was not, thinking like yeah, scientific. No, no. no. Um, and, uh, that was, you know, what most of my like nights and weekends were taken up with. We would like travel around the country and do forensics and stuff. And like, oh, wow. we, uh, yeah, our high school would win states every year. No, you know, now is that, um, forensics? Is that like debates? That kind no, of stuff? No, it's the other one. It's uh, like I would. It's literally acting competitions where oh, I would like okay. my main category is I would. Uh, it's called HI, and I would. Uh, you know, you memorize like a play. You know, like, like ten minutes of a play, and you do all the characters um, in one spot. It's wow, yeah, that's crazy. So, um, and there's a bunch of different types of those um, given speeches. Now, how how would you do in those competitions? Uh, I did well. Yeah, I did. Uh, it was. Uh, it was definitely something I had an aptitude for. Right. Um, now, is there, is there, I, I mean, I, I come, I guess, I had experience in the more traditional sports world. Now, is there, is there shit talking in the acting theater? Is there, like, do you know, like, oh my God, I, like, totally disappointed when you blew a line, judges holding up scorecards? Kind of take us through the acting competition, because this sounds um, interesting. You go into the tournaments, or it just happened at different high schools, you know, and then uh, you go into, um, you might have like a a few rounds or a couple of rounds, and then they like they have they they decide who makes the finals. Then they have the final round, and then they rank them one through six, or whatever. Um, so you go into, and it's just the other contestants. If anyone wants to watch, they can. But it's you know it's like it's finding real people at an open mic. Yeah. Um, and then the judge, uh, and then you do it or whatever. And then there's you know a few rounds, and then you're. But our our school was that I can't our school. No one, no team uh, had more wins in our school than the forensics team. Oh, really? We uh, we just dominated, and we would go to competitions and be like, "Oh fuck, Clover Hills here!" And we had <laughs> Letterman jackets. Oh yes, oh, <laughs> like we just really were like just. So assholes. you're just these badass acting yeah. dudes. Yeah. I'm picturing almost kind of like those dance off or those cheer movies, Drumline, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. But just you, just coming in. With like a, a yeah. tattoo of the smiley face and the sad face next to each other, just like flexing your muscles, like oh, this is gonna be uh, one comedy hell. and tragedy. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm yeah. oh, sorry. I knew it Excuse a smiley me. face uh, and yeah, happy well, face. When it's in your school ring, uh, <laughs> you know what it's called. That's awesome. Now, how did you not get shoved in lockers? That's so, amazing. Uh, well, that's the thing. Because like, he was the joke you know, of the school. In, right? Exactly. In middle school, sure, I get picked up. I didn't get picked up in high school. I don't know. You know, it's like I. 
you know, I was a. You'd beaten everybody up. I, at that's that point. the thing. You didn't, I didn't. You don't. I didn't need to wait until someone was threatening me to be funny. Just kind of be funny yeah. and be likable. And you strike no me. You strike me as a charming guy, kind yeah. of uh, going with the flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then when I went to college, I enrolled as a theater major and I joined the forensics team. The forensics lasted one tournament until he gave this speech. You know, where it's just like forensics is going to be. Your life here, like if you, <laughs> you're not gonna have the college experience if you do forensics. And I did one, and I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do I that. I just picture this like almost like a you know old timey college football coach just go just like this is your world. Yeah. I'm I'm the king of your world. You're going all in here, just diagramming plays, burning the midnight oil. I mean, it was they were the, they were number two in the country the previous year. Which now, is, did, you know, did they have sort the of scholarship so things? What what school? Was, no. What school did you end up going to college to? George Mason University. Okay. Uh, Final Four 2006. Nice. Uh, so, <laughs> claim to fame. Um, but anyway, I got the fuck out of that. And you know, I did plays and stuff, but I really enjoyed college. Okay. So, all right. So well, you, what'd you end up having as your major? Theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you just didn't do for But then I, I quit after two years, moved to New York. You quit school after two years. Yeah. So what was the uh, two years at George Mason? Just a lot of partying? Uh, a lot of partying, yeah. Yeah, I definitely had my share of partying. Um, I did the plays. I starred as Benedict in Much Ado About Nothing. Okay, there you go. Um, nice. You know, I, I had a lot of fun. I, I loved uh, college, uh, but I did not... I don't read books mm-hmm. for class. Yes. Uh, my last semester, I didn't buy any books. I knew <laughs> I wasn't going to read them, and it was a waste of money. I had a math class that was called math. Now, what are the math. Uh, what are the just general it's nothing. math? Mine was critical thinking, which was even less than math. Now, okay, a what dog was... cannot be a cat. That's the type of things we were learning. All right, so you just drop out of college, and yeah. what? Just because you just had enough of it, you just didn't think it was working out. What no, was the I game plan? Pay any fucking atta- I, I don't care. I just didn't. I did not care about class. Just could not give a crap. No, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to. I want to do comedy. I want to act or whatever. I don't need. Now, what were the folks saying when you said? Uh, my my did- parents are way too supportive. Really? Uh, they're just like, yeah, all right, well, and they know that like I'm not getting their money's worth. Anyway, okay, like, so it yeah, wasn't like out of college. they they weren't angry that you'd wasted the two years. They were just more happy you didn't waste the complete four <laughs> years. Think, yeah, they just they, they look at it. Oh, okay, we're gonna cut our losses at two years. He gave it a shot. He's yeah. not he's not feeling the college yeah. now. So, had you started doing stand up comedy in college at all? Um, I did stand up comedy for one summer when I was nineteen. Okay, um, between my first and second year of college. Uh, now, were you doing that? George Mason's DC, right? Yeah, yeah, just south of D.C. Um, but I did that in when I was home in, in Richmond this okay. summer. And uh, then I moved here, and I did it for like a few months until 9-11. And oh, then, okay, sorry. So wait, just or, to get I to, mean New York. I mean. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, Back when here. you said here. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> I forgot where I was. It's confusing. We're not in New York, Nick. <laughs> I know. We are on the 98th floor of a skyscraper right <laughs> exactly. now, so I got confused. We are. It is, it is tough times. Yeah. <laughs> we do have the windows blacked out, but <laughs> that's uh, it's just to keep the neighbors out. All right, so you go to New York. What's the plan? It's just like, screw college. I'm just going to New York. Yeah, yeah, I got a job at TGI Fridays in Times Square. Oh, there you go. And uh, started doing stand-up. And then um, I got a job like a month before 9-11, like right by the Trade Towers. Oh, wow. Um, 
And uh, then I like so then nine eleven happened, and you know there's like, uh, what is it, David Lenham or whoever? Everyone's you know wondering you know when can you be funny again exactly. after nine eleven? Um, but as an open micer who is not at all funny. <laughs> It's like, when can I just ruin everyone's days <laughs> yes. again? I can't go up there. Yes, you, so, couldn't, you couldn't be funny pre-9-11. No, this is a terrible idea. No. So I, I didn't do, you know, I stopped doing it. I mean, and when you're only been doing it a few months, it's really easy to stop. Yeah, you feel like, okay, planes are flying into buildings. Yeah. I'm just going to focus on the yeah. TGI Friday's corporate ladder. <laughs> yeah. Upsell the mudslides. Yeah. I got My an angle here. My job after that was like a telemarketer. It was rough. Well, uh, wait, real quick before you talk about um, when <laughs> when is it okay to to laugh again, or when is it appropriate? Yeah. I remember I was going to school at Penn State. I was a freshman there, and you know, I, like everyone else, you're freaking out. And I think this was just after the second. Uh, I mean, I'm laughing just because I'm thinking of my buddy who said this. He like after the second the tower had fallen or something like that, and he was. We are talking on IM, and he was just saying, yeah, our other buddy Craig, who is in the Air Force, they're like, yeah, he just uh, – he got called in. They're, they're circling the jets. World War III is about – and I was like going along with it, and then, he, and then he just types, dude, I'm messing with you. I was like, the ashes are still hot, man. Like this is way too early for a practical joke. He's been on the program before. Steve, if you're a regular listener to the show, you can look up. He's the, he's the guy that we had on who is, um, used to be a bully in high school, now is a gym teacher and is a bully. And we, got a, we brought a bully coach on to uh, try and change him, but he just ended up trying to bully the bully coach. It's, a, it's, a, it's an episode we're Classic. checking out there. Classic. That episode is $25. She was like, at one point, she's like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he, goes, he had a great line. He goes, what if this kid uh, keeps coming in who doesn't know how to tie his shoes – you start making fun of him because he doesn't know how to tie his shoes. He learns how to tie his shoes. You taught him a life skill by bullying. She's like, yeah, I guess that's one. <laughs> she did. She was. But if this kid keeps wearing sweatshirts as pants, <laughs> right? She was. He was making fun of him. Yeah, she got bullied pretty hard on air. It was. Uh, it was great. Okay, so. You're doing the open mic. You're at TGI Fridays. Life is good. You're just going to grind the 9 to 5, work the open mics at night. 9-11 happens. Well, I had already left. Uh, I had gotten fired from TGI oh, Fridays. Wow. Cut loose I've, from TGI I've been Fridays. fired 13 times. Wow. This All is right. no... Okay. Yeah. Quick sidebar. Let's just give me a couple highlights of uh, getting fired. Um... Feels like it's an attitude thing with you, Nick. Am I wrong? I, yeah, it's one hundred percent an attitude. Okay. I don't like yeah, I to like take orders I'm, from people who you. are dumber than me. <laughs> yeah, and, which you know, if you always work the worst job at whatever your job is, the person right above the person with the worst job is always the dumbest person in the world. Yes, because and they've had that job for twenty years. They're not the boss, right. but they've climbed. They put in enough time to climb up slightly. They up had the ladder. nothing better to do for enough time. Yes. That they're going to be there forever. It is difficult. That it really is the worst part of crappy jobs. It's not the job itself. It's having dumb people tell you what to do. Yeah. That's where it gets frustrating. Okay, so, all right, you get fired from TGI Fridays. What happens there? Um, I, uh, <laughs> I went up to my assistant manager, and I had <laughs> to have him like punch something in for me, some code. And uh, he was with the other managers. And I was like, oh, can you do this for me? And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, I'll do it. And I was like, yeah, ha- how about you do it right now? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, that, that was pretty much enough. Okay. Um, then he called me in. Well, I mean, it's, it was like the last in a long line. Of, sure. Uh, 
But uh, I was fired for. How's that conversation go? I've, n- I've never gotten. Well, and this is actually yeah, I talk about this in my act. Uh, but I was fired for being too arrogant. Is <laughs> it TGI's <laughs> yeah. Friday server? But it's like I'm sorry. Like we're literally wearing suspenders. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I'm better than this. Yeah, I, I'm not going to apologize. Now you think you're some that. big shot who doesn't have to wear buttons or? <laughs> you know that... they don't have to wear suspenders anymore. Oh really? Yeah. There must have been a lot of incidents. I feel like. Yeah, it's pretty degrading. S- suspenders are kind of humiliating. Yeah, that's, that's and the worst part is if you ever worked a food service job. I don't know. I don't know if it's an issue as much with TGI Fridays, but I know when I used to be uh, grinding out in the uh, Quiznos days when I used to work in the the quick uh, food service industry. They don't like to call it fast food. Um, that you would just wear like the same Quiznos shirt over and over again and you know you get sweat and then more just like the Quiznos smell of those spices would just kind of like lock into you mm. and then just it was just like throwing on that shirt was just like ugh you just shudder at the yeah. idea of it. So you moved on to temping. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I did a lot of temping. Moved on to temping then 9/11 hits. And then how does that how does that directly this timeline isn't perfect? But... <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I was working at a restaurant downtown. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, nine eleven hits. Uh, but I didn't do comedy for a while. Um, yeah. you know, like, uh, was it a conscious choice, or you, like you said, you were just kind of scared? No, there's just in, in. I mean, in New York, the world shut down. Um, you know, like we didn't have TV for two months. Like, you know, things things really stopped in New York. Um, and everyone, you know, is just regrouping. Everyone's out of work, and everyone's regrouping. And like uh, the building I was living in, um, three people upstairs. One of them was in the trade towers. Uh, oh, she got Jesus. out, and moved away. Uh, another one joined the army as a result. Um, I forget what the third one did. She moved out. Um, me and my roommate, we started having problems. We moved out. Uh, you moved out of the building. Yeah, I lost my job, you know, because of the trade towers. Her boyfriend um, was in therapy because he was he was he worked downtown and had to watch the people jump out of the building. Oh, Jesus! And uh, our the guy downstairs, uh, his company moved to Jersey, so he moved. Um, but that's you know how like that's how devastating it was to the city. You know, like just things yeah. weren't normal for a while. Um, and I was taking classes at UCB, and I. Met some people who were in a sketch group. I joined their sketch group. I did that for a couple of years. Did some plays, uh, and then started getting back into stand up. You know, a couple of years after nine eleven. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess. I guess I wasn't really getting back into stand up to like late oh four, early oh five. Okay. And then that's and then and then I kind of made the commitment that I was just going to do stand up. Just know? do stand up. Yeah. Now, do you consider yourself now? Do you do? Do you like doing sketch and acting? Is that like what's the ultimate goal? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to act and I want to do I want to do stuff. Do it all. I, Have a little yeah, bit of everything wanna... going. Yeah, yeah I saw yeah. your uh, I I enjoy your web series King Temp. Oh yeah, thanks. That's uh yeah, it's funny, man. I yeah. like it. It's a uh, take us take us through that. Um it's just uh different lessons you learn as a as a temp. And they mostly revolve around uh not working very hard and stealing things. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> seems to be a theme. When you temp, it is you very early on realize that no one is calling your boss telling you telling them you did a great job that day. Right. Right. They get a temp, they expect you to be terrible. The fact that you showed up <laughs> 
uh, they're already loving you. If you do anything <laughs> at all, they just like, holy moly, right. look what you did. You stuffed all those envelopes today. Yes. That is amazing. Yeah, there's a great scene where you're just freaking out going, yes, look, I know how to use a stamp. That's a real stamp. day. Stamp. I, I, I was working stamp. at this PR firm, and I just had to stamp. I stamped these notebooks for like two and a half days. <laughs> I just stamped them, stamped them, stamped them. And then... These it was everyone who worked there was a hot girl, oh, and they just kept passing me. That's like, wow, that's those are oh, really oh, that's those are beautiful. And I'm like, I, I, they might think I'm retarded. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> and the worst is getting talked down to by a hot chick or kind of yeah. not. I mean, it's not talking down, but patronizing. Yeah. Patronization <laughs> from a hot chick is just like, oh god. Everyone who works in an office is a woman. Like yeah. every time you go in there, you're just your woman's a boss. Everyone else is a woman. Yeah, I don't know what glass ceiling they're talking about. When I was in corporate America, I felt like there were well, those are the floors I work on. Yeah, the, the, floors I don't work on are all men. Yeah, the, well, the power floors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that. Obviously, your experiences as a temp led to the creation of the uh, King Temp. Oh yeah, web series. Oh yeah, good times. So now, when did you decide to come out here to L.A.? It's a recent decision, I uh, imagine. Yeah, I um. I, I I did. I was a new face in the summer. And, new faces uh, in uh, Montreal. Yeah. Big uh, prestigious comedy festival. Prestigious. And then I got management. And so, you know, this is the year where. I feel you know, like, hey, yeah. it's time. Break out. Come out and get some auditions. <laughs> Um, now I'm just laughing at the reaction double. of your face. You're you're putting your face in your hand. You're, you're rubbing your forehead. Hey, you're you rubbing. Like you were it's expecting been rough. something it's incredible. Been rough. Well, now how has it been rough though? You've I been got to the here. point in New York, you know, where I didn't have to have a job anymore, which is great. Um, now what, what I'm not we, making a lot of money. What My expenses we, are cheap, and I live what, cheap. What were you doing to pay bills in New York? As not far just as comedy and acting, like you know, web stuff and yeah, like you know, some commercial stuff and 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 stand up and. You know, getting by, which is all I ever fucking need. Yeah. And uh, came out here. Go for that brass ring. And it's, I just have, you know, I'm not really making any money. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot harder to make. You can't you can't make a dime doing stand-up. It's tough, LA. man. It's tough. People uh, where were you, making, like, uh, where were you making money in shows well, you in know, New York? You clubs. Um, oh, okay. Or, like, open for people and stuff. Yeah. Um, even alt rooms, a lot of them pay. Oh, okay. Uh, but that's not the case here. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's exposure, a, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone that came I'm sorry. Out- I'm just, I'm just reacting <laughs> to your, uh, your, uh, just so, general annoyance. Are you think you're going to, I'm, I'm staying, I'm staying, <laughs> I'm staying and I'm just going to be here long enough. Now you're talking about just to change, uh, change it up a little bit. I don't want to, I don't want to bum you out too much. It's two months, Nick. I think you, I think no, you'll enjoy. sure, sure, sure. You'll enjoy I just the came lifestyle out here for two months. Summer. That's the thing. I was only going to come out here for two months. Oh, was that the plan? And now um, you're living here. Yeah. So the fact that nothing <laughs> happened in two months was like, well, then why? Okay. But uh, so anyway. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a more permanent move. <laughs> well, it is now. It is now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm staying well, now cool. because well, things are going so well. Welcome to Los well, Angeles. I can't leave it. <laughs> Um, we were hanging out, uh, what was it, on uh, Saturday or Sunday or something. Now, you talked about your dad got out of the Vietnam War by breaking a finger playing football. And we were, we were playing flag football. It was – now, what I thought it was going to be going into it was a mutual friend, Robert sure, O'Reilly. Sure. 
funny guy. This might get a little racist. Yeah, sure. This is going to get a little racist. Right, right. (laughs) I think think we had the same angle. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Rob O'Reilly sets up this, uh, hey, comedians uh, get together, flag football. Now, I want to preface this with I have played in this game a lot. The comedian, whatever, Mm. you know, wherever they are, comedians get together and play a team sport. Exactly. Uh, and it's always, you know, there's some schlubby people. There's some people who don't know what they're doing. Exactly. It's a, lot of fun. It's a mix of schlubs, yeah. guys with breasts, guys that are way <laughs> sure, too small, sure. gangly guys. Yes. Uh, you know, random chicks thrown in. Yes, people who cannot catch whatever you're throwing them, <laughs> right. yet want to play anyway. People who look terrified when a ball's thrown at them. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of panic in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I get there, and I, I thought it was just going to be a bunch of uh, typical comedy people hanging out playing sports. And I see that there's all those comedy people. And then there's also maybe like a dozen of like super shredded, really athletic black dudes like with their shirts off, ready yeah, to with go. With their shirts off, <laughs> ready to go. It is, it's a guy with like a... A borderline 12-pack next to a guy from an open mic who's like 5'3", 145. The diet starts tomorrow. Yeah. And Nick kept cracking jokes. He's like, all right, now one of you guys on the other team, stop doing push-ups for three months, then I'll guard you, then this will, then this will be a game. Like, these guys look like uh, extras in, like, a P90X workout video. Like, these guys were in really good shape. Yeah. And it was uh, it was a hilarious. And they dynamic. cared if they won. <laughs> yes, like there was that whole psychological <gasps> angle. Yo, don't let the same one throw the ball. What you doing, man? What you doing? Like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like people were, people were really rattled. It was great. <laughs> uh, eventually, they went to play basketball, exactly. and then we had a terrible game. Right then, where... we, then it was back to the all comics game. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. Not that I'm in any way sort of an athlete, but uh, you know, I guess in comparison, did it right. I saw you're going to uh, South by Southwest. Oh, yeah. Now, that's got to be exciting. One of the uh, affiliates for 24-7 Comedy, 1027 in Austin. So, uh, yeah, make sure you tune in over there. Oh, I'll go visit them. Yeah, check them out. I'll, I'll I, bring I them they... some goddamn muffins. There you go. <laughs> um, Spread some goodwill. What, do you, uh, what kind of shows you got planned out there? Oh, boy, oh, boy. I was just putting my schedule together today. Um, it starts I'm doing... tomorrow, by the way, right? Well, the music, which... It's so confusing. Um, the interactive is happening right now, and the comedy podcasts are part of the interactive festival. And the music festival starts on Tuesday, and the thirteenth. And uh, those, uh, and that's where the stand-up comedy is. Uh, huh. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm doing a podcast on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's, uh, and then I'm doing a show at Cap City, and then on Wednesday I'm doing the I'm hosting the Brown Paper Tickets Showcase. Oh, nice! And then on Thursday I'm doing a set on Setlist, Paul Provenza's show. Yeah, Paul like... Provenza and uh, Troy Conrad. Yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing that same show um, March 19th at the Nerdist. Yeah, I'm excited about it's that. It's a really one. have you have you I'll... done the show? No, no, but I so I got to have uh, Troy back on or maybe Paul too and talk to it's it's a really cool idea. Basically, yeah. the idea Setlist is you go out on stage without. Doing it, uh, you know, without having any idea what's going on, and then there'll just be like five or six things, and you create your set list while you're there of the different topics, and acting as if that you just wrote this down and this is actually your set list of jokes, and you totally improvise it, and it's honestly one of the most fun shows I've yeah. ever done because it it totally changes the dynamic, especially like the audience 
gives you so much credit that you're making it up as you go. And even if you get like a kind of a good joke off or any sort of like twist on it or and just anything, really, they're just like, oh, my, the, all this tension's relieved. And the audience is really rooting for you the entire time, which I know sounds crazy if you're not a performer. You're like, why would the audience not root for you? But even, <laughs> even, yeah. even in a good comedy. Believe com- it or not. Yes. Even in like a pretty good comedy show, there's this. Oh, there's this underlying tension of like, oh, you think you're fucking funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah show better me be. what you got. Exactly. But with Setlist, it's like, we're in this together. I'm the audience. I'm going to help him out by laughing. And it, it, it's it's well, the reason improv works. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a really it's a really fun experience. Austin in general, a pretty fun town. I, I went there a couple of years ago just to like, you know, mess around and recorded a podcast there and just wandered around to random bars. Yeah. I was mostly by myself, but it was uh, it was fun, man. It was uh, Austin's a fun town. It doesn't seem like any uh, the rest of the part of Texas. All right, man. Uh let's uh let's get to some news here. You a uh, you big wrestling fan? Um you like you like theatrics, you like the theater? People are still still watching wrestling. I know. With, so, you're talking about Greco-Roman, right? <laughs> yes. With between internet pornography, every kind of media thing you want on your phone, and MMA, you feel like whatever was drawing you to professional wrestling would be able to be satisfied elsewhere. Am I wrong? Sure. <laughs> I like the idea. I mean, not, yeah, I guess I'm. If you're watching wrestling for the tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Maybe the the homoerotic horseplay, whatever, whatever thing is drawing you to professional wrestling. I feel like we can satisfy it in other, less, somewhat more intelligent manner. Well, regardless, uh, Hulk Hogan. I don't know what anyone gets out of it? Hulk Hogan is uh, back in the news. Sadly. <laughs> Allegedly what did he features do? him getting busy with an unidentified brunette. The 58-year-old, whose real name is Terry Bolea, wants to put a stop to the leaked footage. His attorney tells E. Terry is yeah. appalled at the unauthorized release of a secretly filmed video, adding Hope will take all necessary steps to enforce both civil and criminal liability if the tape turns out to be genuine. That is great. I, I just almost. I almost picture like this is a plot from WWE and just like whoever's got that tape, brother, I'm gonna lay the smackdown on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan is turning into one of the most tragic people I think I've between the crazy divorce, losing all his money, his back's all messed up, his son almost killed that or paralyzed this dude and like racing cars. I, I it's weird. I couldn't imagine like if you told me as a kid. Sean, it would be the most awful thing if you were Hulk Hogan. I'd be like, what? You're crazy. But now, like, I would not trade my life for Hulk Hogan's at any point. I'm sure there's still plenty of people who would take that. Take the Hulk Hogan life? You know, you got that money. <laughs> but that's got the thing. That I don't know if looks. He, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and handlebar mustache. I never uh, – I love when he was in the uh, – it was in the NWA or no? Sorry, <laughs> when he was in the- wait, he was in NWA. <laughs> no, uh, NWO. Although, uh, yeah, NWO. But he did. He did the. Um, he didn't go full blackface, but he did put on a a beard. But it was just shoe polish on his face, and that was that always drove me crazy. Of like, okay, you're gonna be a bad guy. Just grow a beard and dye it. The fact that he didn't even bother doing it, that he just put shoe polish on his face. It's like some chaplain shit. Yes, it was. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just 
It's just aggravated me, I man. miss all that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what the yeah, fuck you're talking about, e- but that sorry. sounds terrible. We was, are pissed. Oh. Was that like an alter ego he had? And Yeah, he man. When uh, yeah, when he turned heel, Hulk Hogan, dude, that was big news, man. Not, not, not that I was ever a wrestling fan. Right. I, just, yeah, right, of course. I just pay attention to pop culture, unlike you guys. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> Now, Nick, we're, we were uh, <laughs> the cover we're, of EW. Exactly. He's, he's turning heads left and right. <laughs> did you – now, we were talking about this before the show briefly, but did you see that Coney video, Joseph Coney, this video about him, Coney 2012, sweeping the world? JK 2012. J, JK 2012. There, I get. I don't know. That's probably got you know fifty, sixty, seventy million views already online. Have you Have you seen it? Oh, I saw it. I saw it in its entirety the first time I saw it on Facebook. I yes. watched it and stopped. Didn't stop watching it. Great flick. I hope it's up for uh, Doc of the Year next year. Yeah. Um, I watched it and I thought. Uh, and I thought, great. Yes, we do need to raise awareness. Yes. Of this horrible tragedy. Yes. And then. Uh, and then I saw that uh, if you cared about it at all, you're an asshole. <laughs> and so I stopped caring about it. Right. No, there is – now, I, I chimed in later with the – I didn't imply, I didn't say it in those terms. But here's, here's two things. All right. So I'll give a quick synopsis for the, the few people who haven't seen the video. Basically, uh, it's this, um, this charity group, Invisible Children, set to create a documentary about this – Warlord in Africa named Joseph Coney. The idea JK. is, yeah, J.K. as he likes to be called, <laughs> and basically set up this campaign to get him famous. The idea being, get him famous. We can take him out. We can take care of him. All we need to do is get the word out, get the support going, raise awareness, get it going. Hey, get one of our action packs. Donate a couple bucks to our charity. You know, help things, help get the ball rolling. You know the best way to get him famous? What? New star of Two and a Half Men. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Joseph Cody. say sex tape. Yeah, see, well, sex tape too. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, I'm going for the big time. All right. Now, tell, but I, I, like, I like your angle, Nick. Right, he so. replaces, eventually he replaces uh, Ashton Kutcher. Uh-huh. Now, the ratings would have to be through the roof. I mean, I mean, just this little YouTube doc, they're getting 50 million views. Now, yeah, sure, Ashton Kutcher is pretty big on Twitter, but I mean, uh, you know, Coney's been trending for a few days now. That so. kid's too old. I think that kid needs to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe, yeah. He, he can be the new kid. And he's half man because he doesn't have a soul. He's literally half of a man. That sure. works. Plus, you well, want- <laughs> or he could have any one of his child soldiers play, this, play <laughs> <Exactly>. the child. <laughs> he just plays. <laughs> That, that would be great. He just plays. He's not even actually on the set per se. Or no, he's not in the show. He's just hanging off off camera. And there's a lot of tension. The kid is just walking around with AK-47. You're hearing with cocaine his- jammed in a wound. <laughs> it's like uh, Uncle Ashton. I want to start mining diamonds. Why would you want to do that? And then you just the guy Joseph Cody off camera nodding his head like that's what I must do. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> There's rim shots after the kids like murdering people on set. <laughs> Coming up on CBS on this week's Two and a Half Men, Ashton. I don't know his uh, character's name. Ashton, uh, you know, yeah, Kutch <laughs> has to bring home a woman. But wait, no, his bedroom is then turned into a diamond uh, diamond refinery, and while uh, Joseph Coney's uh, children's slaves are being taken care of in the main quarters. What happens next on CBS? Number one rated comedy. 
I think that in uh, the ads, they just refer to him as Ashton, in case you don't know his yeah. character's name. And just to make things simpler, I mean, he probably, does he play a character? This week on Two and a Half Men, Twitter's Ashton Kutcher <laughs> gets in trouble. <laughs> and and, and he, as he's taken that. down by Twitter's Joseph Cody. <laughs> Hi, guys, remember me? You retweeted stuff about me. <laughs> I'm trending. <laughs> Yay, I'm trending. That means I uh, hooked up with the Kardashian. Hello. Here's the thing about um, – now, it was a, uh, a very slick presentation. It very, looked very well. Uh, you know. Uh, By the it, way, in the description it said all management inquiries <laughs> and it had like an email exactly. address. Now, these three guys that set up this charity, film school, uh, you know, film school guys, didn't really make it in Hollywood. Um, Did they try? I, I uh, you know, I'm guessing. <laughs> it's not like that uh, that grizzly grizzly man documentary where that guy was like yes. be an actor in Hollywood. Yes, no, yes, they um, oh grizzly man documentary for unintentional laughter's off the charts, and <laughs> <clears throat> you think oh my god it's tragic when he gets eaten by the grizzly bear, but I was still laughing. Maybe I'm as soulless as Joseph Coney, but <laughs> I mean when they listen to when they show the guy listening to the audio, <clears throat> before they burned it. Of the uh, of the poor guy, well, he was a really effeminately or seemingly effeminately uh, gay guy who would get angry at the bears and be like, "Smuckers, no, get down!" And it was just like, if you spend any time out in LA, you know a million of these guys. These just people who are kind of delusional. Like they're usually kind of good-looking dudes, blonde hair, a, lo- a lot like the guys uh, who who created this project. Hey, put your pants back on, Sean. <laughs> <I know. laughs> hey, he was runner-up for the role of Cheers. He lost it out to Woody Allen, okay? Yeah, yeah, he must have looked pretty good in a screen yeah. test, all right, Nick? They're not just throwing these screen tests. He went to right. one audition. He didn't even get a call back, all right? <laughs> that's what, I'm sure this that's... This guy's got a, my same track record. <laughs> I'm sure it's much closer to reality. He just moved of, to L.A. for two months. Didn't work out. Exactly. He showcased in Montreal new faces. Things went pretty well. He the got some management. was called Woody, all right? He never had a shot. <laughs> I got it. Um, so um, <laughs> <laughs> that's true though Woody, it was called Woody with it before he, oh really yeah. oh okay yeah they wrote the part for the guy yeah. and they were just they like they didn't even know it they just wanted to fill out an afternoon so they could write <laughs> off lunch so they said hey let's bring in some weirdos off the street <laughs> <laughs> let's bring in the guy talking to that bear outside <laughs> exactly well I mean Norm is kind of a heavy set fellow he had some footage of him talking to bears <laughs> or he was just talking to Norm yeah <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been great if he would have that would have been a viral video that would have got that guy famous if he would have reenacted an episode of Cheers using the bears as different characters like, oh my god I can't believe you uh, lost your job at the post office from being too drunk and always hanging out here and the bears just like <laughs> I want to see the episode of Cheers where uh, that guy goes into the woods to live with a bunch of George Wentz <laughs> yes <Yeah>. exactly <laughs> That would be the ultimate survivor man. Okay, so anyway, the the truth is, though, uh, basically, they're, they're kind of uh, – I, I found it pretty deceiving in a, in a lot of senses. But, you know, I did some research because it, it, it felt a little too slick to me, especially the guy just crowbarring himself in there. It felt like just mm, – Basically selling a lot of uh, white guilt of like, hey, you guys, bad stuff's going on. Just share this. Get the word out. 
Well, I can say I only saw the first five minutes before the show. We started recording, and yeah, it was really sappy. It showed his baby being born. It was like, oh god, and, it, and it's not it's not badly produced, and no. yeah, people should be moved. But it, if you look at if you start kind of doing some research on it, they, I mean, they are not accredited. Their charity not accredited in any sort of sense. They refuse to have outside financial auditors. 31% of the money, or th- yeah, 31, 32% of the money they bring in actually goes to helping people in Africa. A lot of their, you know, a lot of it is just kind of their own salaries. Now, also, meanwhile, this Joseph Coney guy, not a good guy in any way. I'm not, I'm not defending, I'm not making a case for Joseph Coney, but Joseph Coney and his LRA, the, basically the people they're trying to capture, haven't been seen in Uganda or really anywhere since 2006. In 2006, they got ran out of the country by another rebel group. They're last seen in Congo on the lam. There's a decent possibility that this guy and is dead. Uh, the LRA has been marginalized. Like They're not active in Uganda. All the clips that they're showing of Uganda was Uganda 2003, Uganda 2004, and the idea is like they want them to capture Joseph Coney or whatever, even though he's not like a part in Uganda anymore. There's pictures of these people posing with the Uganda National Army, the Sudanese Liberation Army, who are accused of the same atrocious war crimes. So part of me just feels like, hey, these are guys who want some money for their films and want to like – Get a lot of Facebook juice going and momentum and what and the idea is like okay yeah we need to talk about Uganda but reality wise just taking out one horrible dictator so that other horrible dictators can come in it's not a way to go. You about. need to kill every Ugandan <laughs> and I'm, that's what I'm proposing. What I'm getting to Nick and I'm glad you saw it through it is that <laughs> basically it's yeah it sounds like ethnic cleansing but. Hey, you need... Complete and you total need, destruction of a people. Hey, listen. It's the same thing. Now, you, I know you're not a big sports guy, but it's basically what the Indianapolis Colts are doing right now, okay? Oh you release God. Peyton Manning. You cut all the big free agents, a.k.a. everyone they in Uganda. They released Peyton Manning? Yes. Is he done? Is he not playing football ever again? Um, he. It sounds like he is going to play. He wants to play. Um, the Colts basically were saying, hey, we can't pay you all this money that we owe you. If you play this year based on your potential health risks, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to play. Now there's like 28 seconds of him throwing a football. So it's even unclear how much he can play and how healthy he will be. He had some neck problems. So now it's turning into this big NFL uh, free season offering, couple teams interested. I think he's going to be uh, heading to Miami. If I had to, if I had to lay money on it, if I had to gamble on sports, Nick, if there was a gun to my head, I would gamble <laughs> on him landing All the Miami Dolphins. Geezers end up in Miami. <laughs> exactly, man. Great place to retire. Whether you're Peyton Manning or in uh, this case, maybe Joseph Coney. The Congo's no place to retire. Maybe he goes to Miami. Sure, sure. Hangs out with uh, LeBron James and the rest of the crew. He can, so that, he can enjoy the golf courses and his child army can enjoy the exactly. fabulous nightlife. Yes. What, who makes a better caddy than someone from Uganda who has been forced to work for – hey, listen. Compared to an AK-47, my, my bag of woods is not, not very hard to carry. <laughs> lot, lot safer, a lot less going on. Okay. Couple a uh, couple more news stories to get to here. I uh, I found this enjoyable. So, in the state of Michigan, a woman won the lottery. Won Ugh, a mi- they can play the lottery in Michigan. <laughs> I know. Apparently, they still allow it. All right. 
Um, now, bear with me on this one. She won the lottery, won a million dollars, and the local news was tipped off that uh, she's still using food stamps. So they confront her, and uh, this is uh, you know just some priceless uh, some news hijinks going undercover to ask this woman why she's uh, still using food stamps. I found her recently unloading the groceries out of her car. Just wanted to find out if you thought that was a right thing. I love when women. Uh, Great question. I mean, it's a reporter yeah. thing, but especially <laughs> women that get that kind of that tone of like, um, I was just wondering, Sean, if you thought it was a good idea not to call me back and to totally blow it. You know, like they're asking you this question, which they already know the answer to, but they, it's just that little tone. I mean, obviously she should be bitchy to this lady, but women have that uh, – they hit that high register when they want to She get... should not be bitchy to this lady. She's a reporter. <laughs> yeah, she, well, this she's is, not supposed well, to this is, like this is the this is the reporter asking – I just wanted to know if you thought it was – Where's your objectivity? Or why you're still taking money from the state? Um, well, I thought that they would cut me off, but <laughs> since they didn't, I thought maybe – it was okay because I'm not working. But you won more than a million dollars. No, I won a million, right. but after I took the lump sum, it dropped down to 700000 <laughs> And then after taxes... I love when everyone does that math. Uh, whatever it is, he's made, he made $20 million this year. Well, yeah, that's before the agents and Uncle Sam got yeah. to... Yeah, At but, the end of it, it's only $12 million. That guy's only got six it's mansions. Nothing. But for someone making twenty grand a year, it's still an insane amount of money. It was just a little million. bit over half. Don't you think there's something wrong there? Taxpayers are really struggling that really need that money. Just was it do illegal? You really think you have a right to that money? I mean, Hold on, just a minute. I kind of do. <laughs> I feel that it's okay because I mean I have no income and I have bills to pay. I have two houses. <laughs> <laughs> Poor me, I have two houses I have to She just for. bought a new house after she won the lottery. Already Here's the complaining thing. about Here's the thing. Give us your take, Nick. You don't think the government takes every opportunity to put their hands in your pocket? Yeah, man. If you get the opportunity to fuck over the government, you fuck that government and you fuck them good. I like, yeah, they say, they act like you're screwing over the taxpayers, but really, the taxpayers already got screwed over. You're yeah. just one of the people. You're just robbing from the rich, a.k.a. the government, giving back to the poor, a.k.a. you, in comparison to the government. They're going to miss it. The government, I mean, she already got $700,000 from the government. <laughs> yes, exactly. The food stamps isn't going to add up to... Right, and in, you know, she's probably going to pay three hundred grand in taxes. Who cares if she gets $200 in free groceries? Yeah, exactly. People are people are a little upset. Obviously, you know, you get fired up. You don't. Do you want... think that was the right thing to do? <laughs> do you feel like a really good person having done that? Um, do you think it's time we get back to our first grade classroom? Um, do you think it's a good idea to hurt someone instead of using your words? Uh, no, but he took my glue and that made me really angry and. Okay. I just wanted to go through her groceries. Like, do you think it's a good idea to eat that many potato chips? <laughs> do you think it's a good idea to drink this much chocolate milk? I mean, you're lactose intolerant. What are you thinking, lady? 
do you think it's a good idea to smoke cigarettes? I mean, you just won the lottery. You don't want to enjoy the rest of your life? Seize the day, lady. By the way, she asked that question two ways. She goes, do you think it was a good idea to take this money? Or, you know, why are you taking this money? (laughs) (laughs) Classic sentence structure. This is not really great journalism. No. It's not hard-hitting questions. Oh, man, dude. Well, looks like uh, time has flown by. Logan, you want to uh, wrap things up with a haiku here? Let's do it. Beating up bullies. Sean's cool with ethnic cleansing. (laughs) It was a joke. Two men and Coney. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice work, Logan. As always, and uh, Nick, where can uh, where can people check you out? Where can you get more uh, Nick Turner? Oh, you can go to GoNickTurner.com or follow me on Twitter at It's Me, Nikki T. Nice. I recommend doing both, and I recommend checking out that web series, King Tip. Oh, yeah, Big fan good. of that. Nice work. And I want to say thank you to everyone for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every week on ShawnTGreen.com. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Log on to SeanTGreen.com to access the complete show archive and follow the show and Twitter at Green Room Show. Also, be sure to check out my new video. You can go to DocumentaryLabel.com and watch American Nature.